to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Let's talk about how many hours you're working. Most accounting and finance people tell me they work too much and there's never enough time. Here's a simple definition of overworking that I find useful. If you're working more hours than you want to be working, you're overworking. Now, if you're laughing and scoffing, I'm going to guess you don't think you have any control over the hours that you work. If you have a job, you of course have some level of expected hours. But you also probably have a level of expected work product or output that is expected during those hours. And that output is actually way more important to the people evaluating you. It's just that most people don't talk about that. Regardless of those details, what I'm really talking about is when your overworking becomes a problem for you. Overworking can negatively impact your physical health, your emotional and mental health, your social connections, and even your productivity at the thing you're overworking on. So today we're talking about how to tell if overworking is a problem for you, deciding if you want to solve it, and what the underlying cause of overworking is. I want you to be able to work less, get more done, and actually have a life for yourself and with your family and friends. And yes, you can stop working so much without damaging your career or your reputation. Most of my clients who deal with overworking don't think they can actually reduce the hours they work. And even if they could change something, they're pretty sure that reducing their hours and being less stressed would mean they aren't pulling their weight at work, they won't get the promotion or the raise, or that they'll be considered lazy and not good enough to handle the stress and workload. And I understand that thought process. I definitely was in that same place when I worked in accounting. But I can also point to so many examples of people who don't fall victim to that way of thinking and are high achievers, highly productive members of their teams, leaders, and people who get promotions, raises, bonuses, and the good clients. So what's the difference between those two ways of looking at your time and how do you change it? First, you have to do two things. You have to entertain the idea that you are allowed to and capable of working less hours, of not overworking. And you have to truly want to work less for a reason that matters to you, not to please someone else. If you're working, say, 20 hours a week more than you want right now, maybe you start your brain with a more believable idea like, it's possible I could work one to three fewer hours this week. Or maybe it's something like, it's possible I could not work all day on Sunday. Something that feels only slightly outside of your normal overworking right now. And your reason why might be something very small and simple, like when I'm overworking, I'm on edge all the time and I'm tired of yelling at my kids every night. I want something different. Because most of us have a hard time connecting working long hours and stress right now or today with ending up in the hospital with a heart attack or in a deep clinical depression or with some autoimmune disorder, even though we've probably read tons of examples of it happening to other people. So that's why I say start with something simple that you can actually attach your brain to. Okay, so how do you determine if overworking is a problem for you? We already established that simply working more than you want is one way to define overworking. However, given that lots of people and perhaps most accounting and finance folks would say they work more hours than they'd like, what else can you use to judge this? Here's some questions to help you with that. 
How do you feel most of the time? Are you exhausted physically, mentally, or emotionally? Do you have trouble concentrating? Do you feel negative or maybe cynical about work quite often? Do even simple tasks feel annoying or heavy? Are you less engaged than you used to be? As in, do you care less about your work or clients or coworkers? Do you feel trapped or stuck by the job, the industry, the work? Do you feel like you just can't seem to get ahead, that you have to work more and more hours just to keep up, or that you're kind of losing your edge lately? Now, several of these are signs of burnout, but they're also symptoms of simply overworking. And the two really kind of go hand in hand often. I think a lot of high achievers might identify more with overworking than burnout, which is why I frame it this way, because I know that I certainly did. When I was in the thick of being stressed out and overworking, I really thought burnout was for other people and it meant that we couldn't cut it, something was wrong with you. And overworking was a much more respectable issue that I could get my hands around working with. I really thought burnout must mean like I'm going to die or something. That is not the case, but I'm guessing that your brain might be thinking similarly, so I want to make this useful to you. So now you have some ideas to help you determine if overworking is a problem for you. And if it is, do you want to solve it? And I think this question really matters because a lot of people say that they want to work less and feel less stressed, that they value balance over money or prestige or something, or that they want to improve their health and have more fun, but they don't actually do anything differently which to me says they don't actually want to solve it. And there's plenty of perfectly good reasons for that. But I think it's important to ask this question so that you understand why you want to make the change so that you have a motivation to keep you going through it. So why is this current situation a problem for you? If you really want to work less and have more time outside of work, are you willing to do what it takes to change? Do you believe it's actually possible for you? Answer those questions honestly. And be curious about your response. It will be critical to following through for yourself. Now let's discuss the underlying cause of overworking. The real reason that overworking happens is because of the habits and beliefs that you have formed about working, about hours, and about your value in relation to those. It's the product of all the decisions that you have made and the way you make decisions that you've probably been building for years at this point. I understand that the way you make decisions feels like it's probably the only way to do it because it's what you're doing currently and it's what you've been doing for a really long time. But stick with me here and try on some of these ideas today and see what might change for you because this is where you really can actually start to change things for yourself. So it's not like you just woke up one day and said, I want to overwork because it means I will be successful and get a raise or something overtly weird like that. That's not what's going on. It's really a much more subtle process that has formed over time, and it's a combination of several external and internal factors. Here's what I mean. Externally, you have inherited all sorts of social conditioning, expectations, and norms from family, friends, school, your specific firm, your industry, and your peers. And internally, you've created habitual patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting in response to your work and life circumstances. So knowing all of that, I want to touch on three of what I think are some of the most prominent habitual patterns that lead to overworking in the accounting and finance fields specifically, and probably in general for a lot of people. One is saying yes to too many things. The second one is that you're not really clear on your priorities, or if you are, you aren't following them. 
And the third is that you put yourself second to your job. So let's start with saying yes. It sounds nice to say yes, right? But it's actually a really huge problem. You've learned to say yes to lots more than you can or should actually take on because you believe that will lead to maybe money, promotions, raises, clients, and the recognition that you desire. And saying no disappoints people. It makes them think you're rude, lazy, or incapable. And so you've been doing this over and over for years, and that has created a lot of work on your plate. And it creates you believing that if you were to suddenly stop saying yes all the time, someone would be upset. Maybe they might start doubting you or yell at you or even fire you. Terrifying things, I know. And how many times have you heard the advice to just say no? Just say no more often. It's almost impossible to do that if you lack the tools to say no and you haven't been saying no. It really doesn't feel safe. You don't trust people to handle you saying no. So I understand your thoughts here. So you just keep doing what you've always done because you know how to navigate that. Even if it is stressful and you have no time for life or even to get all your work done. But I promise you it is possible and it's also allowable for you to learn to say no. And there are specific ways to do that. And that is something I work with my clients on. Part of it is you have to find and practice beliefs about yourself and your work environment that allow you to start actually saying no and following through on it. Okay, the second issue is that you aren't clear on your priorities or you don't follow them. And I'm talking about both priorities at work and outside of work. For instance, if you listed your top five priorities right now, and then compared that to where you're spending your time and energy, I'm going to guess there's a giant disconnect. Most of us don't really realize this. And on a more granular level, as you plan your schedule each week, what are your work project priorities? And how do those compare with what you actually do each day and what you say yes to and when? For most people, they're filling a large chunk of their day with filler work or responding and reacting to all the little urgent but often unimportant things that pop up throughout the day. You aren't giving yourself enough time to focus on what matters and at the end of the day you feel crappy because you're thinking I really didn't accomplish much and nothing really moved forward like my projects are all in about the same place now. So this is one of the easiest places to start with reducing the hours you work. Really pay attention to how you work and what you actually spend your time doing versus what you plan to do. And that third big area of habits is putting yourself second to work. You probably treat your overworking as some kind of personal issue, like I'm just bad at time management or I'm not good at work-life balance. And there's definitely a culture built around personal sacrifice for the job. It is a badge of honor to overwork. I get it. But that doesn't need to be the way it is. And not everyone works that way. So be gentle with yourself about this habit and know that it can put a lot more control over your hours back into your hands when you work on this piece. So many people feel overworked regardless of the actual hours worked simply because they aren't giving themselves the time or nurturing that they need as a human. You probably don't even need all that much. So let's let's experiment. Think about what you would love to give yourself this week, or even like what's the minimum thing that might help you feel better. Like what if you made a goal to eventually get yourself to where you have seven hours of sleep at least five nights a week, you get in three significant workouts a week, ones that you're like, yep, that actually counted, and maybe four meals with friends or family outside work. 
To some people, that could sound like an incredible dream and like way out there, hard to achieve. But to those outside of finance and accounting, they might think we have three heads for proposing something so minimal. So it's good to see the two different perspectives or the many different perspectives here. And if it helps your brain, consider that your work is something that you get to do. It's something you're choosing, actually. You could actually choose not to go to work. There would be consequences and things that come from it, but you actually do get to make that choice. Sometimes just making that distinction really helps my clients move forward. Spend some time identifying your value as a human outside of work. Because doing more at work all the time doesn't make you more valuable as a human. And it honestly probably doesn't even make you that much more valuable as an employee. The point is, you need to decide that you matter. Decide what you want for yourself each week. And then commit to including it in your planning. Brains can't go, go, go all day, every day. Our brain will slow down. We get less effective. We start making mistakes. By giving yourself some downtime, even during the busiest of seasons, you will actually be more effective while you're at work. I can tell you from so many examples of my own experience how true that really is. Okay, to wrap things up, I want to caution you that your brain is going to give you all sorts of reasons why this won't work and why it's not feasible for you, even if you like these ideas. Change is generally not easy or instant. It's much easier to pick one thing, set one small goal, and test it, and then do it again until you make it work for you, until it feels feasible, it feels easy, it feels normal, and you don't have to overhaul everything all at once. The point is to poke holes in what you believe and think you know right now, and try on the ideas that support you changing your beliefs and habits about work hours and productivity. I want you to be able to work less, get more done, and actually have a life for yourself and with your family and friends. Changing your patterns right now may be a little extra work up front, but you will find yourself making better decisions every day as you practice this and give it a try. And if you can start this during your busiest or most stressful times, just think how amazing your life is going to be when work is objectively less busy and has fewer deadlines. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.